Welcome to the Brews Room on St. Brewis Radio, a weekly discussion of craft beer trends, culture, and brewing. Come join Jeff Britton, owner of Exit 6 Brewery in Cottleville, his brewmaster, Justin Helm, Kyle Dent, owner of Shamrock's Pub and Grill in St. Charles, and beer enthusiast, Mark Armenio. The Brews Room, alcohol by volume. And we're live. We made it to double digits. This yeah. is our 10th show. This is our 10th show. It's a big deal for us. We lasted longer than Mooch. <laughs> what is Mooch? He was the new White House communications director. We fired after oh, that's right. nine days. We didn't learn his name. He wasn't here long enough. He wasn't here long enough. That's what I used to name. say about kitchen guys that used to come in. If you didn't work there for at least three weeks, I didn't bother <laughs> I didn't to learn, learn your, your name. name. I was always in and out of the restaurants. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the 10th episode of the Brews Room. Uh, we have the lineup to start off. We've got a bunch of beers from Charlottesville tonight. Justin, what do we have? Hey, Mark. Hey. We've got some great beers tonight. From Charlottesville. Uh, wow. So we're a uh, full morning show. <laughs> like morning right zoo right, right now. now, that we need, now, now that we're double digits, we're taking this very, very, very seriously. Serious. Very right. seriously. Uh, we've got, Tate hooked it up. We've got uh, six beers tonight from Charlottesville. Uh, one of them I'm excited to try. Uh, it's new from them, and I haven't got to have it yet. But uh, we're going to start out with Long White Cloud, their pills. Uh, we all drank a lot of those yesterday. A lot. Uh, then we've got Tornado Alley, which is their Amber. Um, next up is going to be Hoptimistic, their IPA. Uh, Ride by Night is the one after that. That's the one I'm excited to try. Oh, you haven't had it yet? No. Oh, it's real tasty. It's a collaboration with Heavy Riff, I believe. Correct. And that's their Black Rye uh, India Palo. After that, we've got El Mucho Hapo, which is their double IPA. Um, and finally, finishing off with Late Night Karate Kicks, which is their Milk Step. That was funny when you said. Man, they got a new one that I'm really anxious to try. Haven't had it yet. We're going to start off with Long White Cloud. And I thought that was the one you were saying that we haven't had yet. I'm like, what, weren't <laughs> you there yesterday when we had five buckets of this <laughs> between the four of us? I had quite a few of these yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday was the uh, Brewers Olympics that we called out uh, St. Brewis to uh, you know, have a nice little friendly competition. But uh, I was not there. How they bitched to? out. Oh, they bitched out? St. Brewis did not show. Oh, yeah. Is that because they don't know two other people who could tolerate them for their competition? <laughs> I'd say there's a good chance. I've met them both. <laughs> they didn't want none. <laughs> I think that's... There's a good chance that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. They the were afraid. And heard. rightly so. We came in second. We took second place overall. We got fucking cheated. We, Let's just put it out there. We should have taken, taken first, yes. We got fucking cheated, and it's okay. We had a good time, but... I mean, really, we, the first place show, trophy should be hanging on the beautiful cooler here at X6. It should be. It's not. Well, shouldn't it be at Shamrocks right next to the picture of uh, Justin <laughs> and Jeff team? on the trivia team? Yeah, just right next to my 330 packs that you guys owe me from the from <laughs> oh, shit, I do you Yeah, pack, not yeah. me. Yeah, no. Not me. Brewers uh, Olympics was a good time. Pay my debts. It that was, was uh, yeah. Charlottesville's <laughs> one like, all. Uh, for Craft Beer Week. It was one of the only things they were really doing this week. Uh, they had a couple small things going on, but that was kind of their big deal. Um, they had, what, 10 teams? 12. 12 teams? Yeah. 12 teams, yeah. The, they they had 13 sign up. One of them didn't show. Okay. So. St. Brewis? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what were the events you guys competed they, in? The I worst thing about it is I had, to replay, I had to buy new sunglasses because of the day, which really kind of pissed me off because my sunglasses were brand new and I really liked them. But yeah. now I had to place a new order for <laughs> order for new ones because in uh, dodgeball we were facing the uh, Jenny Finch of dodgeball players. <laughs> Except he was male. Yeah, 
And uh, so you couldn't just pick a normal baseball I, player. I <laughs> took I took one right in the face. I mean, square on the nose. Did you at least it, catch the ball afterwards? Oh no, no. <laughs> this guy threw the ball at ninety, and yeah, right in the face. It it hurt. <laughs> I mean, you know, I might have had one tear, but not much. I mean, I'm cool. I can take it. My nose did run for about two hours, but yeah, it broke my glasses. We started off with bags and yeah. failed miserably. It was a poor showing. We embarrassed ourselves yeah, in we bags. We dominated uh, dodgeball. We made the okay. finals. Let me uh, before you go any further. I just want to throw out one. So I'm going to tell you what the, the events were. Events were, sure. and then you tell me the one you think we would have been good at, and the one you think we'd have been bad at. Okay. I think this will be interesting. I Jeff, would have put bags as as something as in your. We should have been. Good we bags. expected that. Javelin. Three-legged race, uh, home run derby, and the beer gauntlet. Uh, no, I, we can't count that one. Out of those three, which one do you think we would excel at and which one we'd be bad at? Home run derby, for sure, and you would suck at a three-legged race. Kyle? We beat every team by 40 seconds. In the three-legged race. Yeah. In the three-legged, In the three-legged all, race? We fucking crushed it. We killed everyone. Like, imagine 40 seconds. People, I do I mean, every time I think of your so like, I mean, That was a whole okay. lap. Starting, we actually lapped now, a team on our second round. I will tell you when 40 seconds is over starting right now. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> Keep talking. It was, uh, so it was, it was kind of a relay. So two of us went. So Jeff and I were in the bag first. And we, we uh, strategized. It was a grain bag. A grain bag, yeah. So we had each one had of us, you know, a foot in yeah, the grain yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we strategized first because Jeff getting into the grain bag, we knew it was going to be tough because of his giant, stupid feet. <laughs> uh, so we started it off. We're like, heat. all heat. right, Kyle and good boy are going to have to pick it up because we're going we're gonna to suck at this. And no, we just destroyed everyone. And then, uh, yeah, Kyle how, and uh, how long, good boy. What was the distance for a three-legged race? Like a mile. A, wait, a mile? <laughs> <laughs> Second place just crossed the finish. <laughs> Uh, the the total amount of distance was about a quarter mile. Yeah. What was the last I thought he time told us a third, but yeah, some third. Yeah. Either one of you, Jeff or Justin, ran a quarter mile. Sunday, yesterday. Um, <laughs> Before and we, that, and we dominated. It. Last year when I was going to the gym, I could do I I would do five or okay. s- five to seven miles on the machine. Okay. Not running the whole time, but uh, it's been since right before now, our accident on St. Patrick's Day a year and a half ago. Okay. Since bef- last time I was able to do that. But so, we crush it. Yeah. So wait, what event did you suck at then? Bags was our worst one. That was the worst one, yeah. yeah. Uh, and good boy filled in for Mark. Um, and uh, he zeroed on home run uh, derby, which wasn't, that's kind of a misnomer. It was basically everybody got three swings. Well, we only got three swings. Every other team got 400 swings yeah. uh, per person because no one could keep the rules right. And uh, we were the only ones that actually got rules enforced. Um, yeah, we came in second without cheating. Yeah. And hang my hat on We that. played it legit. Did that first? The whole entire time. Modern. Modern, Modern yeah. brewery. They cheated on the last round. They though. did. They uh, had Pawpaw's father on his team. <laughs> <laughs> and two gals that are 90 pounds soaking wet. And, yeah. We played it legit. And we didn't. I mean, really, we're the champions. I mean, that's all there is to it. <laughs> We might have to have. Did you go to a trophy store and like make yourself? I would love to. They gave us a trophy. We got a trophy. We got a second place trophy. Yeah, we'll. uh, I'll grab it. It's in the car. Yeah, you got to put it on the page. Got to post it. But yeah, good boy hit a zero for uh, uh, for wiffle ball. He he did not make contact at all. So there's a couple things that really would have put us over the edge. 
It was, was self toss. Like, we all yeah, got yeah. three swings, and I, it was I just pitched the, to him, and I pitched underhanded from fifteen feet away. He, why didn't he just bunt? Like that, at that well, we made that joke afterward, but I mean, you get points by distance. No, I know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was a cumulative distance thing. Everybody got their longest ball, and then uh, you know he added it up. And even with uh, his zero, I think we still got third on yeah. on dodge or on. If, if we would have got, if he would have got forty feet, we would have. Got five more points. Yeah. If we would have not shit the bed at bags, we would have got five more points. Uh, what if else? Jeff would have tried to dip out of the way of dodgeball, yeah. and I and I would have been better at flipping the cup. At I should have yeah. dodged instead of dipped in yeah. dodgeball. It, th- in the championship game, we took second overall in dodgeball. <laughs> it came down to one-on-one. We were undefeated going into. Yeah, we hadn't lost a single game. Yeah, yeah it was best two out of three in every other round. Championship game, they're like, nope, one game, winner takes all. We got down. It was one on one, him versus me. I lost it. I <sighs> suck. And, and, but I lost by like a quarter of an inch. Like it brushed my leg. I moved just not enough. It's my fault. I took. I, I'm taking the blame. I'm taking the blame oh, for the loss. Windows gone and got the trophy for us. Oh, nice. And it's a beaut. It's the only trophy that didn't get broken during the day. Also, <laughs> <That's> also. <laughs> uh, some children knocked over the first place trophy and just destroyed that. Tate's kid. Uh, And by some, it was was (laughs) Tate's Tate's. Uh, kid. And then uh, the third place trophy, which was just like a tall can. Um, It sounds weird, but when you see the picture, all of them are just uh, like candlestick holders that have either a beer bottle or a can or something. Uh, The third place one was like a 16-ounce can. And uh, that thing got knocked off with a dodgeball like the first game and just crushed. (laughs) So we had to end up with the only good trophy and a case of beer. Yeah, we had a great time, though. Hmm? It was a lot of fun. We'll do it again next year. Yeah. We'll win next year. Uh, So Long White Cloud, we had um, five or six buckets of this yesterday, and it was delicious. Uh, Do you remember our server's name? Abigail. Abigail. If you go down to Charlotte, make sure you ask for Abigail. She was fantastic. We all really really liked her. She took real good care of us. So uh, we really enjoyed that. All around, great day. Um, And this is a really, really good beer. Very, very. uh, We drank a lot of this yesterday. And and Tate said they're going to do another run of it. here uh, in the next week or so, I think he yeah, said. Yeah, he said they're canning yeah. next week. Yeah, so. yeah, they were almost out of cans yesterday. Yeah, because that's, that's pretty good. much what all the teams were drinking. They just want something light to drink while you're running around like right. a kid. Yeah, it's uh, they're hoppy pilsner. It's uh, New Zealand hops, but I don't know which New Zealand hop. I don't know if it says on the can or uh, not. But uh, um, I really like New Zealand hops a lot, and the fact that it's a pilsner with the New Zealand hop makes it really good. It says Frodo's on it. <laughs> It doesn't say. I, I kind of get a little galaxy out of it, though. Uh, yeah, so we'll go with that. I was I was listening to the show last week, and I, it, it was kind of weird the way that we taped. But you guys, we we did a show, and we kind of made up for the show that or the week that you guys were gone, and you guys were just in Louisville, 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 yeah. two syllables. While you're did you guys talking. have a good time? No, no. Okay, well, that'll ah, be talking about All right, that. that's yeah. good. Okay, next topic. Cool. <laughs> Cities where Yum Brands is based out of go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that Yum was actually a company. Yum, yeah. Yum, Yum. owns KFC. I didn't know this. I they thought own it was a just lot a of food things. It's KFC, Pizza Hut, Wing Street, and Taco Bell. We were just looking it up, actually. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize so. that's what it was either, and I've been that inside that arena. I thought that KFC Yum was like You've their tagline. In, you've been inside that arena. Yes, six. <laughs> 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 you go inside an arena one time, you never hear the end of it. <laughs> no, we had a good uh, time, though. 
what always struck me is where does Muhammad Ali, like his funeral was at the Yum Brands Arena. I don't know why that always just seemed like something. Where at? I don't even know where. Is that where he's from? That's where he's from, yeah. Yeah, He yeah. was at KFC Yum Arena. That's where he that's was. That's where his funeral was. No it fucking way. So, right. I mean, it seems so. You're talking about like a tw- 20th century icon, maybe one of the most recognizable athletes in War history. <laughs> sure. I mean, no, but honestly, that's, that's part of his legacy. I mean, it's, it's something. Like, I don't. Uh, but then he was, yeah. His funeral was at the Yum Brands Arena, which I just always found I guess so in Louisville. Weird. Though, like, where else can you have a that giant of a gathering, right? <laughs> you, think there, you think there's only one place? In, like, yeah, I don't know. I, you're talking about like thirty thousand. I don't know it seats, but no, it's it's smaller than Scott Trade. Twenty five thousand people. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Scott Trade holds nineteen thousand five hundred, so less than that. I guess the uh, the Louisville. Um, University is right there. I guess they could have done it. Yeah, yeah. the football against the grains brewery is probably about the same size as the KFC. I mean, <laughs> twenty-two thousand, just over twenty-two thousand. That was speaking yeah. of uh, against the grains brewery. We went to both their tasting room and their brewery. How was it? Uh, tasting room was really cool. Uh, it's inside the ballpark there, inside the. Oh no shit! I don't even know the name of the damn ballpark. Louisville, but Louisville Slugger. Slugger. Yeah, uh, park. It had that name on there, but I thought that was just the museum, so who knows. But yeah, the tasting room is in there, and let's, like the the building itself is four stories tall, but three of the stories are only for the brewery, and it's only half of the building, uh, half the building footprint, if that makes sense. So like when we're in the tasting room, we're on ground level, and you can look up four st- or three more stories, and there's just a glass wall, and you can see all the brewing equipment and fermenters and stuff up there. Weird. Yeah. But it was kind of neat. Like, they had, we're sitting there, we're eating and drinking. The food there was really good. I was very impressed with the food. Um, but we're sitting there drinking, and we saw this glove attached a to a glove, uh, a rope, just like hanging in the middle of the bar. And you follow the rope, and it goes all the way up into the top floor of the brewery. And I think Lynn asked, like, our uh, server, like, what the hell is that for? He goes, oh, it's just to fuck with people. We get real busy. The brewers will go up there and let the glove fall down and like tap people on the shoulders and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hold on a sec. So you're it's four stories tall. You're on the bottom story. So they they craned fermentation vessels and stuff up. We actually talked about this. We were trying to figure out if that was the case. And it's the only thing we can come up with because it it's probably I'm gonna guess a seven barrel brew house that's up there. It's a I mean it's not small. And they're they not carrying multiple that, fermenters. that shit up the stairs. I mean, there, it's something. No, no, definitely not. They had to have brought a crane in there. Um, and that's like into the baseball arena, basically. It's kind of neat. It, I'm it, very confused. I want to see it. I bet you that you can find pictures online, but mm. it was cool. Uh, then the on what day we leave? Tuesday? Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, uh, right before we actually hit the road, uh, the head brewer down there is a friend of mine. So I sent him a message on Facebook telling him we were in town. He's like, hey, swing by the brewery on your way out. So we did. We saw the big production facility, which was it was fine. I mean, it's a big warehouse with brewing equipment. How big is their – did you ask how big their regular uh, system was? They just got 30? some new, like, 50-barrel. Uh, 30 or 60. 60 I think barrel the fermenters, brewery maybe. was 30 barrels, yeah. and they had just brought in some 60-barrel fermenters. Hmm. Might have been 20 and 40, 20 and 50, I don't know, but – it's a good size. Smaller than I thought, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, 
the barrel they have a lot of barrels in there but not nearly what you ex- expect mm-hmm. um I say that, but I can't really think of too many barrel-aged beers that they do that come out here anyway. Yeah. Considering uh, they're in 20-plus, 30-plus states yeah. in, like, seven different countries, it's not nearly as big as I expected mm. it, man. They've got, they have got run a tight ship, though, that's for damn sure, to be able to get to all those places on yeah. that small of a facility. Well, they got to be facility. taking some of that smaller system. They have to be, I mean, distributing from that brew house, I would think. Uh, that thirty is not. I don't think it, it kind of that's, yeah. uh, like that, that forty barrel system. Brewery was just for their bur- for the the brew pub. Hmm. Um, it actually had a uh, arrogant. They had arrogant bastard on that they had made there. Um, I guess Stone had contracted them to brew arrogant bastard for a couple states in the Midwest or whatever, hmm. and um, they ended up brewing it, I guess, at the big facility, and then they let them brew Arrogant Bastard at the brew pub as well. That's kind of a big deal. <coughs> yeah, because he I mean, really like, trust, like Trusting in another smaller brewery to yeah. do that and not fuck it up, that's... And the, the service words were, it's kind of our take on Arrogant Bastard. Hmm. Really? So I don't know what they did to make it different, but... I'm actually surprised they were yeah. allowed to and do And they that. called it Arrogant Bastard, so... That's... Yeah, I thought that That's was really. None of us had that, which is weird. Though we had like, yeah. I think we tried all of their other beers, but I don't think any. Watermelon smoked goza. Yeah, that was actually no. real tasty. Salted watermelon Roush beer. Was that it? Yeah. That w- okay. The goza was a different beer. Uh, they, I don't know that they had a goza, but it was definitely billed as a Roush beer because we were both kind of underwhelmed with the smokiness. Yeah. You know, we were hoping for like a darker Roush, and it came out like. Yellow, yeah, uh, but it was salted watermelon. Was I the liked base. the beer? I thought it was good. I wish it was a little more smoky. Yeah. I, I saw that. I'm like, that sounds like it's going to be really good, and it was good. Yeah, uh, their braggot uh, was really good too. Yeah. We're going to do against the grain beers uh, next week. We nice. uh, Austin, the the brewer, gave us a case, and most of them were beers that I'd never heard of or seen before. So a bunch of brand new against the grain stuff. We'll we'll drink those next week. Awesome. Uh, we wanted to do the Charlottesville beers this week just because of yesterday. It um, one of them doesn't have to be Fidel Saison, was it? That's uh, a year I that they do that. It always they do it as a brewery, and I they I always see their. Um, I don't think so. Like on their um, Twitter, they always show like their board, and Fidel Saison is always That's on a that good name for a beer. Yeah. yeah, but they do you know like they do their labels really well. That wasn't even. I against Graham was cool, but not my favorite brewery. Went to in. Uh, Flat twelve, flat twelve, man. Man, so I don't uh, know I've never heard of. Them we were at New Neither Albanian, uh, yeah. which was fine. We had a beer, two beers there, and bounced. Uh, they didn't have black and bluegrass anymore, which was what I know Jeff was looking real forward to. That's my favorite beer but, that I've uh, ever had from them. I found this place called Flat Twelve that was just ten minutes away or whatever. Okay, we'll go check it out. It's right across the river in uh, Jeffersonville. Um, so we stayed in downtown Louisville. That's where I stayed. It was when I went three minutes, you know, across the river, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, right on the river, like the outdoor patio set, um, you know, right on the street in front of the river. There, it was really cool. And it's uh, like deck, street, small grassy area, river, yeah, river. Really neat yeah. view. We went there. It was their Christmas in July party, so they busted out all of their uh, imperial stout variants uh, called Pinko. And they had 2015, 16, 17, uh, rum barrel aged, cinnamon, and then um, nitro. Uh, and we also and got to try regular barrel the aged. 
Yeah, uh, we had to try the Four Roses Barrel Age as well. And then we also got to try the chocolate and orange uh, version of it too. So really, really cool. Uh, the beer was phenomenal. Really good. They're just a local? The, they're actually based in Indianapolis. Okay. So Flat 12 is in Indianapolis. And Indiana, being as backwards as they are, used to have a lot of backwards beer laws as well. So you could only produce X number of barrels under one roof. Well, the brewery in Indianapolis had hit that level. That capacity. So yeah. they farmed So they were going to open up a second location, second brewery, down in Jeffersonville, which is right outside right Louisville. Outside, yeah, right. Um, but during the whole time that they were doing that, uh, Sun King and uh, Three Floyds, the two big boys of Indiana, got the legislation change. <laughs> so now they just have kind of a tasting room down there in Jeffersonville. Yeah. But, I mean, they had what, probably 20 beers on yeah. tap. I mean, a lot. And every single thing we had from them was real good. Their IPA, their wit, I mean, just everything was pretty incredible. I was very impressed for a brewery that I'd never heard of before. And then yeah. all these stout variants and everything else. Yeah, it was it We was went back a second special. time. That's yeah. how yeah. much we liked it. Do they have any distribution that you know of? Not that I'm aware yeah. of. I did not I mean, see yeah, them if... any of the other places we went. I never saw Flat 12 anywhere. Not yeah. on tap or anything. No, you're right. Hmm. Uh, but it was neat. I mean, anybody that goes down there, yeah, I yeah. cannot recommend this place enough. I mean, the just the atmosphere was cool. The building was cool. The giant deck you'd set on. It was It was a neat, neat place. So we're just kind of finishing up uh, Tornado Alley from Charlottesville. What do you guys think of this? As an amber, not bad. Just easy. Nothing. Easy drinking amber. I think. I think that nothing I think fancy about it no. whatsoever. Just solid. It's chocolatey. It's caramely. It's yeah. you know, sweet. Yeah. Typical American amber. Yeah. What are we doing next? Optimistic. Optimistic next up. Uh, let's. We also went to uh, two different distilleries while we were in Louisville. Uh, we went to Four Roses and Willet. Uh, I don't know about you, but I thought Four Roses took the cake on those two, man, I, and it wasn't close. Uh, yeah, Four Roses was awesome. I told, I, I'll share a picture on the on the Bruce room page, but uh, we got to drink whiskey out of the dump trough, like where they were oh, emptying yeah. they were emptying barrels that afternoon, and they basically you roll them over, you pull the bung, and then just drain into a big trough, and all the whiskey and like, it looks out. like it's just flowing into the <laughs> yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's going, right. you know, going but to a tank, a, obviously. Yeah, they yeah, got a yeah. pump that pumps it to the the bottling room. Uh, but the guy that was taking us on a tour, um, our buddy Josh set that up for us, and he knew the guy. He's kind of high up in their sales team or whatever. And uh, we go in there, and he's like, oh, yeah, here we go. And he just grabs some cups and starts pulling whiskey out of the uh, the dump trough. It was pretty awesome. Out of the so. floor, which was, yeah, upon first review, kind of gross but knowing <laughs> that it's whiskey i mean it's sterile you're not gonna have any problems and it's just i mean it's, it's, it's you it's can't a, it's drink a drain it. it's not a, is it all it's off a, the floor or no it's, it's it's no in it's the floor. In the, in the floor that's what i mean though it's like in a it's in a they a, roll it up on a, like these two rails yeah and then you got a drill that comes down and you drill into the bung and then you just do a mm -hmm. 180 with the barrel yeah. and it pours right down the drain yeah. right you know it's it, sterile though yeah uh, look there's a picture i mean it's in the floor there's yeah, that's what I thought. It would oak be. char in there and everything. Yeah. It looks gross as hell. If you, if I didn't know it was whiskey, there's no way in hell you could have talked me into drinking anything out of there. <laughs> so yeah. I've, ne I've never been to a distillery before. Is there any? I mean, do you see many differences between 
microbrews and distilleries? I mean, is there... Well... I mean, other than what they produce, obviously. Right, but, obviously. Yeah. Uh, between me and Four Roses is a lot like between me and Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, it's a vast, vast difference. But okay. if you look at me, I'm more along the lines of Still 630. You look at Still 630 down in Soulard versus me, no, not really. Yeah. But Four Roses and Willet are both really big distilleries. Sure, they might sure, be, sure. I don't know if they're... Are they, Considered craft whiskeys or not really? I mean, I don't think Four oh, Roses. They, yeah, they, they do. Them. They do a lot of different stuff though. That we, I mean, Four Roses not, does ten labels yeah. a yeah. year, and that's it. And oh, I don't think they did that many. Yeah, yeah he yeah. mentioned that. On I carry two of them. Okay. So oh. they do ten different uh, spirits uh, or uh, variants on the their whiskeys, and everyone thinks they're crazy for doing that many. Really, like I didn't most know places that. do six-ish. I knew yellow label, like. single barrel, and small batch. Those are the only ones that They I do know. all their yeah. barrel-proof releases, and then um, I think they have a rye as well. Everybody's um, doing Rye is the biggest thing right now. Rye's my favorite. Yeah. I just brought in um, the Jack Daniels, like, new. It's, it's, it's a newer line. They have a barrel-proof and a rye. They're phenomenal, and I hate Jack Daniels. Really? I don't like Jack Daniels oh, either. I, I'm, next time you come in, make sure you try it. Try it's the rye? It's so yeah, well, good. For sure. And the the barrel proof is 133 proof. The and Jack it, Daniels, it, it drinks uh, it drinks like an 80 proof whiskey. Yeah, the Jack Daniel's Sinatra blend that was. Really I've not good. had that. I've seen that bottle. I, uh, Justin yeah. gave me a bottle for Christmas yeah. two years ago. It's what did you get me? It's really good. Uh, hug herpes job. A hug <laughs> both. <laughs> we covered. Them, yeah. you, you went from six to seven. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we were at Willet, um, the tour not nearly as cool. Um, but their whiskey was really good. Their rye is fantastic. Bill makes really, really good bourbon. Um, I liked the feel of Willet better because it was much smaller. Um, I liked their whiskey better, to be honest with you, especially that rye. I thought that rye was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't get past the tour guide who was so blatantly full of shit. And it really pissed me mm. off. It really bothered me. Um, I would not like, like that either. <laughs> Plus She's, no trough drinking. I would not have guessed we you had said she it. next. I she. thought you were gonna say he. No, it was a girl. She's the only rep for Willet. And she started Why was she so full full of crap? That's crap. Okay, so she said stuff like uh welcome to Willet Distillery. Um we have been family owned and operated since nineteen oh nine. Uh you know, making whiskey right here just like Mr. Willet did you know, 115 years oh, ago. Oh, Mr. Willett. Um, oh, by the way, so yeah, Mr. Willett sold the farm in 1920s during Prohibition, and another company came in and started making ethanol, uh, you know, for the war. And since we had the distillery, you might as well. Uh, and then finally, 17 years ago, the Willets bought the, uh, bought the distillery back. And now most of our whiskey's made over in Italy. Uh, then we ship it over here and let it age in the barrels in these uh, rick houses. Uh, we get to, we're starting to distill again now. You know, we're finally getting to do that. And, uh, so, I mean, basically, she just that was a really good like that was really good because I would have. That's not entirely true. But you know, I mean, like he did a pretty good like. I, if I said, why is she full of shit? And he did really good because I'd have been like, they, I'd name one fact and been like, done. They had enough whiskey. They've been selling and distributing whiskey like nonstop since the 30s, after, since post prohibition. Okay. 
you said they didn't make any whiskey, or they just like for they, the, they you skipped even, over like seventy years of time frame. Yeah, it's because they didn't own it then. They were making yes, all they their did. whiskey over in, in Italy. Oh, they had all the they had all that whiskey in the warehouses, and they were still blending in uh, all the whiskey that was made in Italy. No, no, no. That's I think you're I think I think you misunderstood something there. Be- the, t- the part when the <laughs> it was sold to the ethanol company for no, seventy years. I think you need to do a. Some research on on I think you've vastly screwed up what happened in that farm because I did not get the same story that you did. Okay, <laughs> can I ask you something? So let's say that you bought um, right now. You went and tried to buy a bourbon barrel from Four Roses. Do you know what it would cost you? Two hundred fifty dollars. Okay, so to be a, a bourbon, you it can only be first use barrels. I'm I'm surprised that there's not one of these like really good bur- bourbon makers that are like you know what man fuck these this stupid rule barrels cost us too much money let's just use these barrels over and over again instead of just selling them off for like I mean Jameson's aged in bourbon barrels all the scotches are aged in bourbon barrels mm-hmm. bourbon or you know all our, I mean all the beers that are bourbon barrel aged are all from these distilleries why why is not one of these guys said hey you know what? We make really great whiskey, no matter if it's first or second use barrels. We're going to make more money. I think they do. I, I think a lot of these distilleries sure still make whiskey, have whiskey and not bourbon. Sure. I think some of them are using barrels again. Like I think if bourbon's it, a pride thing. It's a perception yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I think so too. I it's get a that. perception yeah. thing. High I, end, high end class. Yeah, I mean that high end spirit mm-hmm. because they go through the painstaking process of. I mean, instead of rain kosher water, instead of calling it Willet Bourbon, you call it Willet Whiskey. They have some whiskeys that aren't okay, bourbons yeah. from there. Yeah. All right, I get it. But you know, I mean, like, I mean, they're the big dogs, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels and whatever Woodford. Though, I mean, they don't matter. They're selling so much whiskey, they give a shit less. I'm sure. But and it is Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm sorry, I I fucked that up, but. You know, like the the bigger ones that are actually bourbons, they it doesn't actually matter because they're selling so much across the country and across the world that so they can keep it bourbon. But the smaller ones, like Four Roses, I I wonder why they don't cut a corner. The guy that was touring us at uh, Four Roses, he kept calling Jim Beam. If you guys want to go to the Disneyland whiskey place, it's down the street, <laughs> and he's not that far. If you drive by, it is just the most massive building you know like it's huge the whole property is giant there's multiple buildings everywhere and there was people (laughs) just funneling out and in all you know every time we drove by it um he said that they do somewhere in the range of seven to nine million cases of whiskey a year um well i think and four roses does about seven hundred (laughs) thousand. Oh wow wasn't it maker's mark who a couple years ago announced they were going to start diluting their Diluting their their product because they were running out of oh, like cutting the proof down. Yeah, because they were running. Out they're they're all cut no matter what. But yeah, yeah, they were basically selling more than they could make. And so, I mean, you know, to to use the process they make over the X number of years, it just wasn't economically viable anymore, or as economically viable. Last year, there was about so two, announced. almost two months that we weren't able to get Maker's Mark. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. It's so when they explain the way the aging process works in the whiskey, I mean it makes sense because you know you have 
stacks so high and long, depending on where it is in the warehouse, it takes that a barrel that's down on the floor way longer to uh, age than a barrel on the top. So you have to try and you know ro- pick barrels from different places to make your blends. And uh, I guess yeah, if you're some of them go three years, some of them go five years, some of them go seven years. So Maker's Mark announced that at one point, and then they rescinded it. They took. They it never back. actually. Yeah, they never actually did it. it. Yeah. They just stopped selling. That's a, make sure you try Woodford Rye too. Next time you guys are in. Oh yeah. I just got that one too, and I've never had it before. It's really really great. They basically wanted to take their alcohol content from forty five to forty two percent. But yeah, they were running out of. They just basically couldn't keep up with demand. So that was the whole reason they were going to do it. That's not even that big of a difference. Like, who's going to notice? Well, yeah, but really, um, like I mean, eighty-four to ninety proof. Di- you know, they said it would increase uh, distribution by six percent, which for a huge conglomerate like that is yeah. like pretty big. I guess that's. Uh, it, you can only make whiskey so fast, right? Without adding more and more and more equipment, right? Well, but it's the aging process, right? Yeah, it's that's not, what's it's you just keep just adding it's barrels. I think that's the biggest thing. And space. They have to sit the product for so long that you just With don't whiskey know. being as big as it is now, I'm surprised there's not any kind of barrel shortage that's happened. Like, we have enough trees to last for how long until yeah, distilleries can't get barrels anymore? Or on your I, I mean, saw a stat I, online yeah, uh, I yesterday. I don't know if it's true or not, but it said there are more trees on Earth than there are stars in the Milky Way. I've seen that stat before, huh. yeah. And... To me, that sounded like bullshit, but all the rest of the stats on this list actually seem legit. So, hmm. I don't know. I haven't done any research on there. I mean, so I'm just saying maybe we're not in the distilleries. Maybe have to look for a different wood. Maybe well, that's not also just oak. Uh, you yeah, know, trees, like, not oak trees. Yeah, right. move off oak and find another wood that's capable of doing the but same if they job. Have any long term, if they have any long term plan, they're planting trees as quickly as they're. Uh, yeah, you know, but I mean, okay. they've got to. I mean, you're talking about if you look at the last ten years of whiskey growth. Yeah, though, okay. Yeah, I it's don't know. Increased so much that you just can't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, what about, about a, what about food? But I'm saying if you're in, yeah, that's a good call. If you're in the whiskey business, you are looking no. You, I mean, your product is stretched Too over. Big. I mean, your product is stretched over a, a lifespan of twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years, depending yeah. on how long. So, I mean, if you had that type of long term out outlook, you're probably looking into the sustainability of things like trees too because sure. you're going to need those not now but in 50 years when that next batch is or whatever you know and when when when, when you're going to need those down the road i don't think fooders would work because half of what gives whiskey or bourbon its flavor so is that giant wooden beer you know like containers basically uh, they're wood, wooden fermenters that a lot of breweries use to do sour beers in okay all right uh, to do that in whiskey, I mean, you know, a lot of the, the flavor that's imparted in whiskey is from the oak, uh, com- expanding and contracting so that the liquid flows into the wood and it absorbs a lot of sugar out of that oak. And then when it contracts, it pushes it back in. Well, that sugar comes with the liquid. You know, you do that over four years and you get quite a bit of not only oak flavor, but, but sugar from the wood. I think with a fooder, you're not going to get enough contact surface area what to if, absorb that enough sugar to keep that flavor going what have you made and this is just thinking outside the box though took a fooder you know 30 times the size of a barrel and then just you know drop slats of charred oak you know and Along it builds sides of it like in the middle and space them out like have or pillars basically in there that 
Uh, I think the only way that you're going to end up with the same amount of surface area, you might as well just build a build barrel. barrel. Sure. I remember, I mean, somebody, they, they've been trying to solve this problem of aging for a while. And, and I think I remember people are, I mean, scientists are experimenting with trying to very quickly age whiskey. So instead of taking... Sound is the big thing that's happening now. Is using, that true? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, um, so Mickler Evil Twin just said they were doing some experiments with uh, yeast. Um, and I know they had done something with putting speakers in a beer also, like in a fermenter dropping a speaker in and using different wavelengths of sound to try and affect the aging process. At some point, you're going to have a craft whiskey distillery that is just, like, sells beers based on a specific song, right? Sure. I mean, you're gonna, yeah, like Smash Mouth's All-Star Whiskey <laughs> based. Why? Out of all songs, did you pick All-Star? Well, yeah. Somebody he once sound- told me that the world is going to roll me. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the I'm sharpest not very, tool in the shed. He just looks like... <laughs> Mark, just, I mean, nobody can see it, but just take an L and put it right here on your forehead. Are you using your finger and your thumb? <laughs> oh, guys, we're not going to do the entire lyrics yeah, of All-Star. Yeah, yeah. We're just not going to do it. I would rather be walking on the sun. <laughs> Why can't we just be friends here? Don't look at me. I know you I'm know not no playing this game. Nothing? No? Okay. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with the sound stuff, though. I don't know. If, I haven't seen any scientific studies on it yet um but i know some breweries are kind of experimenting it with it i still think no matter no matter if they perfect that there are going to be people who traditionalists that will say no matter how oh, good it's right i mean it's just like anything i want the aged in it's stairway or nothing yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, we, we kind of do that in beer I, I think a new trend in beer is doing kettle souring first you know a lot of stuff and it's kind of the short, uh, quick way to do it, you know, like when we do it at our Berliner Weiss, typically you would do like a step mash, and, and it's kind of a pain in the ass, but there's methods to do it a lot easier that's not traditional. Um, but I don't think we got any... If people came up and asked us, like, we're not going to tell them we did it this way instead of the other way. Um, Why I don't think anybody cares, right? I think people care very much. I haven't seen any in the I, brewing I, industry any backlash on stuff like I, that. I think well, that's what I mean. So if, I think no a very backlash, few percent of people you? say, "Okay, I actually give a shit about how it's made," and then they're like, "All right, is the beer good?" Sure. Right yeah. now, we're in a, we we just opened Rye by Night. We don't know how it's made, and I mean, Tate could have done some some shortcuts or something like that, but we're gonna try it and we're like. If it's good, if it's good, it's not. You know, I mean, yeah, but there are there's a there's a subsect of of crap beer drinkers who very much care how it's produced. I am one of those people, right? And, like I said, it's would, very few percent, would, though. No, if you start, if I you're using adjuncts, man, I don't I don't have the respect. You know, adjuncts are different than methods yeah, yeah. that speed up the brewing process. Okay, if you're talking about just procedure, that's a different story. Nobody's talking about throwing rice and shit in your beer for. I, I think that's a different, slightly different uh, problem. And, yeah, I but would agree. Is it? I, w- I, mean, if I think it is. But what we're talking about fundamentally, Kyle says, hey, taste is, taste is everything. And Jeff is saying process matters. One of those two is, is the reality. I mean, either because if, if I was making a beer and I put adjuncts in it and it still tasted great, you would, you would think less of it or, or not like it or not drink it? 
Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's the same thing with extracts. I mean, we all, I mean, we can all four agree that we want all our beer to be as pure and as real ingredient, or pure and brewed with the, the realest ingredients that can be. But vanilla cream is not. It's brewed with an extract, and it's no. That's not true. Don't say that. It is. No, it's not at all whatsoever. You don't use an, a vanilla extract. Okay, that's a different story. I, I misunderstood you. Okay, I yeah. thought you were calling corn an extract. No, 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 no. no. I'm I saying the corn is you, put in there for you're not flavor using, purposes. You're not using okay. vanilla beans. That's correct. Is what I'm okay. saying. I misunderstood you. What I'm saying you. is that that is a really, really great beer, but for a reason you use vanilla extract because it works really well, it tastes great, and it keeps the product the exact same way that you want it. You made that, that extract. You tried it all out. Right, right. You've right. done it to the best of your ability with the product that you've been given it's just not if you put vanilla beans in every one you guys would never have vanilla cream on right yes. no that's true yeah and it would cost that's way more right uh, <laughs> right extracts adjuncts two different things yeah sure. so but th- yeah. that's i mean but no yeah. you're you're, yeah. you're right and yeah i don't know for me i, I kind of lean more towards kyle like if it tastes good what the hell do i care how it was made i don't care if you put flour in it i don't care if you put extracts i don't like if it tastes good that's the, like i, I that's used the, to be that way but that's the only reason i care about complete beer. opposite i used to if it had extract i'd be like ah, oh, you could taste the extract you know i've kind of grown different. fonder of some extract stuff lately like just for ease and flavors and stuff i've had with extracts have been really good like you don't have that fake chemically plasticky flavor you know like you used to get out of a lot of extracts or but that's my point. Like, taste is everything, right? Yeah. I mean, if it tastes good, put it in your face and, and don't think about it. Like, mm-hmm. that's... But you're the opposite, Jeff? Or not the opposite. You guys, you guys have changed words on me. We're talking extracts, not adjuncts now. You can Those put adjuncts, two different things. adjuncts are out the, of it. The fundamental discussion I, I, I was having was, Kyle said, taste is everything. You said process matters. Okay. That, that's the only discussion I, I, like, I'm focusing on right now. So, if it, like, is that... If you knew a beer took a shortcut or used adjunct, even even a beer that used adjuncts, okay, but if it tasted great, uh-huh. would you think less of it? Would you not drink it? Would you avoid it? This Something? is a guy that drinks Bud Light Lime during the summer, like that's it's going not, out of style. Yeah, that's not you know, and that's an adjunct beer. No, yeah, I, that's I, not the same I, I don't thing. like I'm not drinking about, adjunct beers. Yeah, no, I, I think I think but it's if, wrong. You're cheating. But if tomorrow, but Charleville came story. out. Charleville came out with a beer that you knew had adjuncts in it, but tasted phenomenal. Uh-huh. Would you drink it, not drink it? Would you think less of it? What, what would be your position on it? If it tasted good, fine. I'll drink it. Okay. Whatever. But then taste matters but, more than process. That's all but I'm saying. But I would, no, I'm not going to boycott it or whatever, but I would have a lower opinion of it. How is an extract versus an adjunct different? Like, if, to me, they're the same thing. You're you're cutting cost and you're cutting time down on process. It's an extract does the exact same thing an adjunct does. To to, to me, mm-hmm. uh, why do you say extracts fine, adjuncts not fine? Uh, multiple reasons, actually. Uh, I think using adjuncts to make your beer. At this point, I'm just talking about the beer, none of the flavoring. All right. You know, sure. If we're talking blood orange, let's say, I'm not talking about that. I'm only talking about the blonde ale, the lager, whatever the hell it is that goes into it. I think that if you are using adjuncts to create artificial means of fermentation, yeah, you're cheating the system. You're, you're, 
you're not making beer anymore, you know. Um, but you're making money. <laughs> yeah, you and I are very different on that whole thing. But, but I mean, you know, I, 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 yes, you're, you're right. Yes, we're, we're we're very different. But I think if you had the opportunity to turn and burn beer quicker, at some point you would do it because you're making money. No, I would not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like Bud Light turn and burn. I'm saying. If you had the opportunity to cut down two days off of something, you would do it. I would not. To make sure that... Mm, to me, that's man. what defines a craft brewery, whether or not you're using adjuncts. I, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying... I'm saying that if you had the chance to turn... If you, could, if you had Ryan's Red and it was... You had an empty tap for Ryan's Red and you could make it so it got on tap quicker because people love it and it's your number one seller, you would do it. And I'm telling you, I would not. Because if you're using adjuncts, you're no longer a craft brewery. And that's this fair. Is, this I mean, is I, just I, me I, talking. I, 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 okay. If that's I, a definition right. he made, like, I understand that. Adjuncts, adjuncts me, is a shortcut for large-scale breweries that want to sacrifice. To me, to be a craft brewery, every ingredient that goes in there has got to be in there for flavor. Not for false fermentation rates. Not because you get fermentable sugars without adding color or flavor. So corn. You're, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Rice is really the biggest. Oh, rice. Rice, sorry. Yeah, rice I, is I, the I, biggest, yeah. yeah. Rice, yeah. So, so, I mean, you guys have told me this before, and I don't really remember, but say I mean, that... corn syrup, even. So, a batch of Bud Light, it goes, it starts the brewing process. How quick is it done? That's like six days. I, and those are enormous that, batches too. That, that's if my memory serves. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit because I'm kind of on just page with the adjuncts. Like I don't like adjuncts. I wouldn't want to use adjuncts. But aren't adjuncts just a uh, result of technology and science and figuring new ways to do things? And you're kind of halting advancement of the beer making process by only doing it the way they used to do it. Would you use? Uh, LME in a beer? Sorry, no, LME, LME? LME is liquid malt extract. Uh, no, I wouldn't want to. Mm-hmm. But that's an advancement in science. And I mean, doing a, an extract batch versus an all-grain batch, you can do it much Look, faster. Fundamentally, sure. this, comes down to so. one, this comes down to one question. If I put two beers in front of you, one had adjuncts and one didn't, and you, they tasted exactly the same, would you care? That's, that's, that's the question we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I agree. Because if, if, if adjuncts are... If, if, if it's the process, then that's fine. You, you think that the process really matters and how we got to this beer really you, matters. You say, would I care? And I, need, I don't know what that means. What, do you, what? what I'm saying is if I, put, if I put two identical beers down in front of you. I heard that. They, I heard the question, yeah. but I don't understand what, what answer you're looking for of what I care. Care about what? If I have my choice of drinking one or the other, I'm going to drink the non-adjunct one. Yes. Uh, Why, though, even if, if it was twice the price and tasted the same, if they taste exactly well, then the that's same. That's a different story. Yeah, but I don't but think that they would taste the same because if you're using adjuncts, then, no. then why would it taste the same? But that's that, okay. I, but I, I completely agree with that. All I'm saying is, in this hypothetical, hypothetical, magical world, say in 20 years, uh-huh. science is advanced enough to where we get to the point where 
using I, maybe it's not adjuncts maybe it's something else maybe scientists scientists come up with some other thing that shortens the beer process mm-hmm. in that way sure sure okay okay you're doing but, it though with extract but in, the, in this magical world if you get kicked in the balls every time you get and you get a million dollars would you get kicked in the balls a lot i mean <clears throat> I, I i'd take it in a magical world that they have changed everything sure no yes my fundamental question was always was always process or taste and so if if it tastes the same what does it matter how you got there does that does that statement track with you or not if it tasted exactly the same, if uh, no one ever I, could tell the difference, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and again, matter. again, what does what matter? Oh, I don't understand. Well, does the, it matter the, to you? Would you do it? Would it matter? Like, does would, it matter would you to drink me? Drink it? Would you? Would you brew it? Like, would you sell it at your place? Well, I've, I sell Goose Island. Yeah, I mean, I, I still you sell, sell stag. It. Beer, beer, you make. If it, we're talking, because we're talking about the brewing process, right? I would not do it. No, okay. I that, would that, not that, do that it. That was the only question. All right. All right. To me, if you do it, you're no longer a craft brewery. But okay. then, but Yingling wants to be considered a craft brewery, right. but they use adjuncts. Right. No, they're not a craft brewery to me. If you're using adjuncts, if you're cheating the system to achieve artificial color, flavor, fermentation rates, no, you're no longer a craft brewery, and I want to be craft. But that's okay. an extract, though. You go back to what he said. No, that's not an extract. Everything. Is, so as he said, is extract an adjunct? And you said it's cutting down on time. An adjunct is put in there to re- to produce artificial results. That's it's, what an ad. That's what. Oh my God! No, it's not. Okay, so this uh, we're changing subjects now because it, uh, as as a group we decided to stop the conversation there. It seemed like it was get a little somber, a little uh, aggressive, and that's not what we wanted there. So so this is it's going to be an odd transition there. Just go with it. All right, we're back. We took a little break, and and here we are. We all calm down. I have uh, I have some bad news. What? Do you uh, remember how you started last week's show? Yeah. That your uh, your PS4 had died. Mm-hmm. My bidet is dead. No, I'm not happy. The bidet died. The bidet died. <laughs> Already? The no shit. Out <laughs> <laughs> of his house. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the connector that connects it to the tank on the toilet was made of plastic, and it's just leaking like crazy, and I can't find a piece to fix it, so I had to disconnect he it was, He was shitting too much is what happened. I, t- I looked forward to shitting. I was going like to Taco Bell on my way home just to get the extra dump in there. Just for the extra dump, so that I could use use the bidet because it feels so good. And, right. But no, it's dead. I got to buy a new one. Uh, on the way, uh, on so the way here. On the way here, upgrading I, the quality of your bidet. I have to. Yeah, we. Were, <laughs> I need well, some brass fittings or you know something. <laughs> Yesterday on, on the way uh, on the way down to uh, the Brewers games, they said, "Hey, did you listen to the last episode?" I'm like, "No, I haven't." I'm like, "That was the poop one, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, it was really funny." So I listened on the way here, and I was—I had tears in my eyes. I was laughing so hard about all the poop conversation. I'm rest in peace, bidet. Yeah, I wasn't very happy about yeah. it. Yeah, we were so. listening to the show uh, the other day. We were cleaning the floors in here, and Jeff just had it on his phone, and we were listening to it. And I had just taken a drink of water, and I don't know who said what. Uh, but I just spit it all over him. Like <laughs> he did a legit spit take, <laughs> yeah. and the water. Li- I mean, he, so he was standing right there at the end of the bar, and he had we had come out here and ring out <laughs> just like table. a bidet on wash mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, to to uh, change the subject, lighten lighten it up a little bit, get more to the funny stuff. We've got uh, our our first 
Yelp review? Maybe our second? We have two. We've got what? two total Yelp Mar- reviews Mark's now? going to read one, then I'm going to read one. I look forward to this. Do we really get <laughs> one? Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. I Are tried, there people we know? Uh-huh. I tried to set up, uh, I tried to set up a Yelp business page for us and i got rejected by yelp several times <laughs> first they demanded that we have a physical address and i didn't want to put down anything no, that's real no. and so i put down some fake 321 thing and, bidet avenue uh somebody else said 321 bullshit avenue <laughs> like earlier tonight when i was telling the story 321 cape canaveral avenue that's right <laughs> uh and so yelp kept rejecting me so we don't really have we don't really have a Yelp page, um, unfortunately. So, but we got a couple of reviews, um, which I will read. The first one now. Our buddy uh, Scotty T left one mm-hmm. for ah. us. Ah. <laughs> by uh, the way, while while you're finding it, this Rye by Night, I really like. Yeah, that was this was good. And I'm not a big Rye. I'm the rye beer guy i'm sometimes it's a little bit too much for me i really like this i love rye beers and i really like this beer yeah i like black ipas a lot i wish more breweries would make them i'm the complete opposite yeah i don't i'm not i love them i like them nice hoppy malty beer you know thinner than a stout but hop forward still malty like this this beer is nice i like it Okay, so we're moving on to the next beer. Uh, Kyle, what is this? El Mucho Hapo. El Mucho Hapo. This was... This was one of my first beers. This was the really first craft beers, yeah. This is one of the first uh, cool beers that I really got at the bar. And, uh, you know what, I mean... Right after I moved away from Ranger, that was this was one of the first beers I remember consistently ordering as in the craft beer realm. Very, very quickly. I mean, just because I mean, we went down there yesterday to to go and have fun but uh tate from charlottesville is just such a fucking awesome guy and jeff i didn't realize you'd known him that long you would known him 15 years yeah that's ballparking it yeah but yeah that's quite a while i mean good for him that his place is beautiful if you get a chance to go down jefferson and shoto and and see him and i mean justin you you saw it for the first time that place is fucking yeah i had been down there before man. it's really nice on the inside and they did a good job with that building I'll, 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 in the I'll, fall that patio is going to be fantastic yeah. place to be I'll tell you That's one thing, and there and there's places, there's many, many, many places that have failed because they're like, oh, you know, we'll do a brewery, and then, hey, I want to do a restaurant, too. They did their restaurant right. We should have asked Tate for money for this week's episode with as much <laughs> as we are advertising. We're like an eight on the scale right now. He gave us over $4. <laughs> <of Charlotte>. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us over $4 worth of beer. So, I mean. <laughs> that is true, yeah. yeah. You, f- you find it, Mark? I do. I have. Right. I, we have two reviews on on the Brewers Room page, and then Justin's got another one that was rejected for reasons which we'll go into in a minute. <laughs> All right. All right. So here's the first one. Seriously, this is pure and total garbage. I'd rather drink the slop buckets at a beer festival than listen to another minute. These guys are the above ground pool of humans. <laughs> uh, the Kid Rock line. Uh, the other one. I didn't write that one. No? <laughs> who, who did? I mean, that's my line, but <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> uh, I can't do zero stars or I would. That's what they deserve. My ears hurt at the end of every show. I only keep listening because you would think they would get better over time. Sadly, no. I will keep at it because they can only get better from here anyway. And to top it all off, the food was horrible, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was Scotty's. I remember. He, yeah. okay, so so uh, I ran Jimmy. into uh, a guy at uh, – we went and played trivia tonight and ran into a guy that listens to the show. And he was like, hey, man, I wrote a Yelp review. 
and now I'm banned from Yelp. <laughs> uh, I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Uh, I posted my review on the Brewers Room Yelp page, and they banned me and took the review down because uh, he used the F word. Apparently, that's against the terms and conditions. So but does every single review that Yelp gets get scanned somehow? I think they have like oh, an yeah. auto filter well, or something. Yeah, sure they do for yeah, swear words. Swear yeah. words. The lady that said that she we didn't give her any toilet paper and she had a poopy ass running out of the restaurant, <laughs> that got pushed out to yeah. the to the one that you have to click on the actual button, which you were on. Oh, oh no. Uh, he just sent it to me. He's oh. like, I, I couldn't even, he doesn't even have it. It's not on Yelp at all. Like, we couldn't even have the option to approve it. So, uh, this one's a little bit longer, uh, and I haven't read it yet. Me reading it's the first time. We're all going to hear this. Here it goes. So I fucked up and was banned from Yelp immediately. The review went this way. Five stars. I was told to leave a one-star review, but fuck you guys and your opinions. Justin, I'm forever sorry for Lynn because of the obvious poor dick game and even poorer brew skills. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, do you only hire cunts? <laughs> Uh, he names two of them. I'll leave their names out. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had your chicken fiesta rap at least oh, 15 times. It is, it is complete dog shit every damn time. <laughs> Jeff, how could you name such a horrible beer after your daughter, whom I'm sure is a saint and doesn't need her legacy tarnished, which such an awful drink? <laughs> Mark's trivia is wonderful. I wanted to congratulate you on being the first openly trans trivia host I've met. <laughs> so brave. I hope you guys enjoy the review. XOXO Jimmy. Is it Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Jimmy's such a good dude, man. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> if you know him, him writing hateful things about us would be the last thing I could, oh I my could think he could do. <laughs> right. Uh, but shout out to him. He really hooked it up at Emo's last night. He had to get unhigh and get upset. <laughs> yeah. And then like think of something really harsh to say about us. Yeah. He was real proud of it. <laughs> yeah. So if you have any more Yelp reviews, feel free if you can find the page. Say, is that even allowed anymore? Hey, Mark, uh, can we, on, if we do a Google business page, we can have people do that and they won't reject it. Oh, you can write anything you want yeah. on Google? Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. We'll set up a Google business page. <laughs> Thumbs up to Jimmy, man. That's fucking awesome, man. I'm not trans. I'm questioning. She's <laughs> a Q. <laughs> Uh, Did you guys see that uh, untapped story that I linked to the page yesterday? Yes. I, I didn't get a chance to look at it. It's interesting. You should read it. It's not interesting. It's bullshit. Okay, never mind. Uh, so anyways, what else are we do in Louisville? <laughs> <laughs> what, I, all right. what was the, tr- the crux of the article? It was kind of an argument whether untapped was hurting beer. How oh, untapped culture right. is negatively impacting craft beer. Yeah. That's I disagree. No. Okay. Vehemently. This is clickbait for craft beer snobs. It, the article bothered me so much. Really? Yes. I thought it you brought up upset, a lot of valid points. I, I, don't, I don't agree with it, but I thought it brought up a lot of valid points. Okay, such as what? Uh, the fact that people go to a beer festival and will rank a beer one star after slamming down two ounces of it immediately after having a sour, uh, you know. That was the one yeah, part I like, of I like the that. article yeah. that I kind of agreed with. I liked that part. Uh, I thought that, uh, yeah, it, it does kind of ruin the social aspect of drinking beer. That's the part I hated. Really? That's the part I thought was kind of bullshit. You to, think to using Untapped is to less ex- social? 
to an extent, yes. And uh, did you read the article? No, I actually okay. haven't read the article. So I'm the, this is the first time I'm hearing about sure. any of it. The the part that I actually agree with him on is that you know he was talking that he's a a rapper or something. The writer of the article. The writer of the article. Okay. Yes. Uh, so he was doing a uh, tasting at like a grocery store or whatever, and he's got, hey, I've got uh, Beer X here. Would you like to try it? And the customer says, I don't know if I like that or not. Hang on. Let me check on tapped. And he's like, look, I, I work for this brewery. I could tell you everything you want to know about it. And instead of asking me, which I could answer, and we could have some nice social little interaction, you're now spending three minutes scrolling through your untapped history to realize that on that day eight months ago you didn't care for this or maybe you did who knows but but the way people's palates change i've had beers where i didn't like them on one day and loved them the next that a you're ranking them and that could be both good or bad for a brewery that you may rank Beer X, let's say uh, uh, most popular beer in St. Louis, Abraxas, barrel-aged Abraxas. You rank that a five, okay? It's the greatest beer you've ever had. And then you have uh, Technical Ecstasy, uh, uh, Pilsner from Second Shift. Great Pilsner. It's an amazing mm. Pilsner. Yeah. All right, one of the best I've had. You won't give that a five because, well, I mean, it's no barrel-aged Imperial Mule well, out. No, 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 you may separately. have them on separate days. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant you had it right. Have them I'm on sorry, separate yeah. days. But even though, because a Pilsner so s- basic, such a basic beer, if you will, that you can't, you, you won't look at it and go, well, it's not a barrel-aged chocolate milk stout with cinnamon and ancho dicks. You know. What's your thing? Ancho yeah. dicks. Yeah. But those are adjuncts, right? I mean, if you add yeah. dicks to a beer, it's just all adjuncts. It gets it done those faster. Are, those are extracts. <laughs> <laughs> no, you extract. Never mind. <laughs> that that beca- even though this beer is perfect for a pilsner, you can't rate it as high as you did the barrel aged imperial stout with you know Santa Claus feces in it. You know whatever the hell it is. I'm I'm getting ready to extend the show about twenty five minutes. Just so you know. Okay. But I'm going to tell you that. Because of social media, that all anything that anybody says that is absolutely imbl- and and we don't I mean we talk about St. Louis beer enthusiasts, but we don't I mean it's nothing negative, but that everyone gets to see everything that goes on in our beer community because of them. So when Perennial or Six Mile Bridge or anybody puts anything out, if people say, "Hey, this fucking beer is awesome," automatically. There are a lot of people that say, I have to have that beer. No one's going to say, you know what? I really want to try Technical Ecstasy because it's a lager and it's really great. Mm-hmm. They're just going to get it on tap. There, there are certain things, and, and it, it's for the younger people, or not the younger people, but the, the people that have not been in craft, the craft beer world mm-hmm. as long that they're like, okay, well, I want to seem cool. And I have, I have a lot of friends that are like, I'm like, Holy shit! I can't even believe I, I don't. I didn't even know you guys were drinking craft beers, and all of a sudden they're posting on St. Louis beer enthusiasts. But they just follow the trends. It's like, come the fuck that, that on, That was actually man. another point that the uh, author brought up is that people are doing it for badges, not for beer. We did that. 
when we first started. And who cares? Look, we retired on our 2500 badge because no. we said we I wanted mean, to get this badge. It was the highest one at the point. But we didn't rate beers at that point. We were just checking them in. Right. <clears throat> but you did that as a business decision, not as a... Right. I, mean, I used to rate beers. But you, you, you at one point told me that you stopped rating beers because... Be, be, I mean... As a business decision, you work at a brewery and you can't be seen as liking. Yeah, absolutely. Or, I, mean, I say I did that. I don't know if Justin yeah, did, but I, I did that. So, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's mm-hmm. a typical beer experience because most people don't own a brewery. I think it's bullshit that you can't give a five to a <laughs> super well-made Pilsner and an Imperial Stout. Like, they're different beers or different styles. That's bullshit. But I see, I know exactly what you're saying, that how can you put apples and oranges I mean, bitch, they fruit. That phrase don't make no sense. Why can't fruit be compared? Exactly. If, 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 if they made everybody take a picture of a glass that was in front of them or that, that a 12 was one ounce, of the a 12-ounce bottle, whatever it is, if they made everyone do that instead of, like you said, going through uh, you know, a festival and having a one-ounce sample and be like, uh, this uh, lime IPA is... Blueberry Parfait IPA, I believe, Blueberry. is the preferred <laughs> nomenclature. And then, and then they go and try whatever, lager. It's like, oh, this lager sucks. Well, of course it sucks because you have blueberry fucking lime parfait in your mouth. Right. Okay, look, the rating system is, I think, messed up. I, I mean, I, and, and one of the – somebody that posted on our Facebook page, I'm trying to remember. We actually had a couple of uh, – Chuck McGuire. Chuck yeah. McGuire, I think, had a really good idea. What if we made it like Rotten Tomatoes where there are a set of critics – Beer critics that got to rate them. So basically, oh, that'd be nice, right? Yeah. I mean, so if you but look at Rotten like, Tomatoes, uh, beer, what's you the, have established critics that get to give a. a, a so here's the problem: the with Beer that. Brothers. What what website it's is that? Rate Beer. Rate Beer. Yeah. The problem with that would be, it's real easy to distribute a movie across the country, right? But also, you know, no no beer critic based in L.A. is going to have what if, an, say, Ryan's Red anytime soon. Well, but you could have a local. Yeah, well, that would all be on Untapped. Exit Six has. So. Um, what do you call it? Um, they have beer. You know, like you run an account for Exit Six, right? Like mm-hmm. you own the account for Exit Six Brewery. Right. If you were to go on and rate a beer, or someone that you know you give access to brewers or whatever, okay, they can go on saying. and their rating is worth two times what a normal, sure, normal yeah. person. I say normal. It, no, person. I know That's what the wrong word, but is worth you know a little that bit more. That might be the best idea I've ever heard. There's a way to cultivate that. Yeah. I don't. But I, look, this this idea that Untapped is somehow destroying craft beer or negatively dis- negatively affecting it, I think is complete and total crap. Who was the brewery that did the article- funny video a couple months, a few months? It might have been last year. I don't know. It was it was a while ago. But they read all of their really bad Untapped reviews. Like, oh, that was the oh, Kansas like, City uh, Brewers Guild. Yes. Oh, the, it was fucking. It was awesome. really good. Yeah, and was they had some really the tall grass one was reviews. so good. Yeah, and, and that guy is dry as fuck. The the owner. He's super, super nice, but he's really dry. Those guys were, you know, like taking it all in stride. And uh, I think that was funny. But at the same point, like people wrote shit like your beer tastes like hot trash can garbage water. You know, <laughs> right, like yeah. that's bullshit. Nothing tastes like hot trash can garbage water. Yeah. Well, there's one thing. <laughs> hot well, trash maybe, can garbage yeah. water. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone does, done a roast of like breweries here? Not in St. Louis, no. I would love to do that. I would love to. I think we've been be talking hilarious. about. It. We've had a, a we, 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 roast. We've had a, fr- a few really good ideas rolling back and forth the last few days between all of us. It's uh, <sighs> brewery roasting each other. Oh, that could get fucking yeah, awesome. <laughs> yes, I think we might need to do that. I want to sponsor this. I think the brewery <laughs> should get behind this. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we could do a two-hour show on this. 
<laughs> just broadcast live and invite brewers down to make mm-hmm. fun of each other. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll, we'll talk about this off air, but yeah. <laughs> I okay, but coming back to this article, I, this art, there, there's an entire subset of journalism right now that seems to be, hey, millennials are ruining everything. They're ruining sports and finance and whatever. This is one of those articles to me. Hey, people are using their phones in front of me and being kind of rude. I, I don't, because to me, even when I'm when I'm behind the bar, it's more rare to see somebody wanting to talk to me or watch even watching the TV than not staring at their phone. Okay, so. fine, but even so, all right. So I. Justin, I think a couple of years ago, I think this was you. You posted on your Facebook page, and what's the is it the Angry Bartender? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the Angry Bartender. I think you posted an article from the Angry Bartender. It, it, anyway, I believe it was on your page. It was this guy who owned a restaurant, and he went back and found a b- bunch of old VHS like security tapes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, and he wrote this article about how people the difference between customers twenty years ago and the customers today. Customers 20 years ago came in, they ordered their shit, they got out. Customers today, you have a bunch of teenagers, they come in and the first thing they do is they ask the server how to connect to the Wi-Fi. It's and not just the, teenagers, though. It's, it's older people. I mean, okay. like, yeah. Go, go, go. That. Yeah, was it you? Go, I don't, yeah, I don't go, remember. Go further along, matter. though. I mean, go up until you're in the 50s, probably. Okay. But anyway, the, the, entire, the entire point of this article was customers kind of suck today, right? I mean, because when a, a server comes over, they're not ready to order because they've been on their phone the entire time. Their time. And then they, you know, they get, a, they get their, uh, their food and they want to take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and here's my But then they bitch because it's cold. Right. Okay. Yeah. They want to take a picture of it, but then, oh, it's not my right I understand you know all I mean? this. Yeah. And, and my, my, only, the, my only consideration for that was... Fundamentally, and I've never worked in a restaurant or bar, so I, I don't, maybe I'm speaking way out of a turn, but fundamentally, it's a service industry, right? So if that's what customers are doing now, you should have to, have adapt. to adapt. Yeah, right? I mean, you have internet in your place. You have internet in your place. Both, mm-hmm. both. I mean, you have internet in your place because that's what customers not only want, but almost expect. I mean, can yeah. you name a place you walk into now that doesn't have... It's rare that I go somewhere that you can't get Wi-Fi. Because and if people they have don't, they normally make... It an effort to tell you that they don't have Wi-Fi. Right. And they put one of those signs up and says, we don't have Wi-Fi, talk to each other or something, yeah. whatever exactly. bullshit. It's, it's a gimmick. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my only point is, if that is the nature of customers, you have to adapt to that. Why is the beer industry not the same way? If the nature of the beer industry is that people want to check in things, they want to take pictures of things, they want to be social in that way, why are people not adapting to that? Or are they? And it doesn't... My only point is... This article seemed to be, hey, put down your phone and enjoy the beer. But if a, and, and the reason this article bothered me is because it doesn't cite any facts or figures. I have no idea if this is a widespread problem or not. All of this is anecdotal. All of it is, hey, this one time I was, I was at a store, I was trying to talk to this woman and she got on her phone. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's widespread or not. I have no idea if this is a really big issue or not. Sure. But if... If that is the nature of things now, if people want to go to beer fest and check in sixty beers, is that wrong? Is that bad? I mean, it is. Why, if and they're, why? If they're just reviewing everything, you can't. Ratings aside, ra- ratings are a if different. If you're not counting ratings, is it affecting you, people's buying patterns because, because they won't go to a bar and order a beer because 
John Douche Nozzle 87 said this tastes like hot trash can garbage water. I'm going to tell you. This is sound. Sound. And, and D- how much John is it Douche Nozzle 87 <laughs> is my new favorite username, and I will use that for everything from now on. That might be my fantasy team name this <laughs> Why? year. <laughs> Why was he born in 87? Like, what? All right, I'm I gonna... don't know. <laughs> so no, that, that, was one, that was on his 1 to 10 scale. Sometimes he's an 8, <laughs> sometimes he's a 7. So right now, if I took, I, we went to, um, you know, El Mexican Place down the street, okay? And we had... El Mexican yeah. Place is very racist. racist. We had... No, it's not. I think it might El be. El is the... The Mexican Place. Yeah, the Mexican you- Place. <laughs> yes. So if I had a margarita and... Go on. And someone said, oh, okay, you know, I had a margarita. That might make a difference. But if... I take a Corona and turn it upside down and put it in there. That makes it able. That makes people want to s- take a picture of it. Same thing with a beer. If you put a fucking glow stick in a beer, a, a regular lager, it makes people want to take pictures of it more. And that's what makes bullshit millennials take want to want to put it out there more and say, "Oh, hey, you know what? I had this lager, but it's got a glow stick in it." Okay, but there this you is, go. This is five right. out of seven. So five. I don't know what. Go ahead, Marco. I, I guess my thing is this is one of my least favorite aspects of certain elements of the craft beer community. There is this idea that there is a right way and a wrong way to enjoy craft beer. There's a right way and a wrong way sure. to enjoy beer festivals. There's a right way and a wrong way to do these things, and that somehow some people have figured it out. And if you don't adhere to their rules, written or otherwise, you are somehow lesser than. I don't think it's, it's some it's, people. It's a it's a very distinct line yeah. i think consumers versus producers producers yes. expect we expect one okay. thing and consumers expect another thing and it's very rare that we cross I, and agree I tell you what, no, we, we hey. go to a lot of work to produce these beers that have a lot of intricate flavors into them and when you go through and you're just slamming 63 ounce pours you don't you don't appreciate that beer you don't taste that beer you don't know shit about that beer but you're going to check in you're going to rate it one star i know we're we're sure. excluding no, ratings I, but no but you're right no it's part of it i mean that's why what, did you come to the festival to try new things to to sample a beer to see the kind of love and effort that we put into this or did you come in to try and rake in on uh, 13 new badges on untapped yeah. but right badges. there that assumes yeah. then that there's a right way and a wrong way to enjoy a beer festival. Yes, absolutely. That and we you, that we, there are some people that come. That, I mean, can it just be that some people like badge chasing and like coming to to sure. to to it? And is that yeah. wrong? I mean, is because right there you it's not it, wrong. They're just assholes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think festivals are fucked. I really do. I, I think, think the whole fun. thing. They can be fun. They sure. can be sure. Can I tell? Let me ask you this: if, As a consumer, if you don't go in and you p- keep your phone in your pocket and you don't need to check everything, you have a much better time, I think, because absolutely, you're not worried about getting absolutely. everything checked in. So just go and try stuff that you've not had before and enjoy but the why atmosphere. Why is it wrong? If fuck I your wanted- likes, fuck your toasts. Just enjoy yeah. a beer. Enjoy being out in nice weather. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. Enjoy a beer then, or can enjoy the experience if I'm checking things in. Why can't I? Why? Why because is that? Because that not- negatively impacts the breweries because people will get a lower score because they okay, didn't. That's have That's a different the- conversation, but it's not never negatively affecting my enjoyment of the beer. No, it's because it's, there's it's affecting no our livelihood, though. But uh, that, that and that's that's certainly an argument to be had. And that's what I'm saying. I'm Producers versus consumers is going to be completely different on this on this article. But I think there's a bigger divide between the people who have 
have figured it out, who are in the know and don't do that. And the people who are, but, but we've talked about this before. There is this entire class of people called adopters, right? Yeah. They're the people who will pick up a six pack of Schlafly on the way to a barbecue or get some urban chestnut beer as opposed to buying Bud Light at the store for when they have one beer with a, a Thursday night dinner, right? I mean, those are the people we're really talking about who are using untapped in the specific fashion we're discussing, right? No, I mean, no, I don't think so. I think those adopters, yeah. the, the way you phrase yeah, them, yeah, yeah. I think they are the ones that will be the first one to come up and start a conversation with me. The people that are relatively new to this world that we are in, the ones that are relatively new to that, that are like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I had no idea beer could taste this way. I want to know everything about it. That the, those are the ones. It's not the craft beer veterans. Because odds are they've probably already talked to me. Yeah. Or they've got their mind made up because of their social media group that they're in as to whether or not Brewery Douche Nozzle 87 is any good or not. <laughs> they've already got their mind made up. The, the veterans, they don't give a shit. I mean, us, you know, I mean uh, generally speaking. Yeah. And, and the people that, that I think that we're talking that are using Untap this way, they're the ones that are just in it for the badges. They're the first ones that if you were to say, hey, what's the difference between a Berliner Weiss and a Hefeweizen, are going to go, what? Whereas so, if you ask the adopters, the, the people that I see in my head as yeah. adopters, what's the difference between a Berliner Weiss and a Hefeweizen? Oh, I have no idea. Could you tell me? Okay, but I, I agree with that. But what percentage, so the people who, who would not know the answer to that question and would pretend to or, or like what percentage of people are we talking about i have no idea i have no idea how widespread this of is beer drinkers or just of in general or general <laughs> or people specifically using untapped like how many people are walking up to you oh, jesus man i don't know 20 uh, is it that i, <laughs> I don't no, know but I, that's what i mean i have no idea no and I so mean, the reason the article pissed me off not pissed me off but the reason i kind of rejected this article out of hand was i have no idea if this is a problem because there are no statistics or, or honestly between uh, depending on the festival the people that I'm talking about right yeah. now, the, the the people that I'm considering adopters, I put between twenty and forty percent, depending on the festival. I have Heritage not, Fest, it's higher. I have yeah, and I right. I mean, I have, and that might be true. I have no idea. I, I, give and give I, me the I, definition of an adopter, real quick. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, these, think, well, it's all made up. We're just yeah. Making but these, no, these like, give me like so exactly because I'm, I'm. We I'm were talking about people who, people who. Um, would will go to the grocery store and they'll buy a six pack of Schlafly to take to a barbecue, or they will buy, like I said, an urban chestnut six pack, um, basically to to drink at home. They they probably normally drank Bud Light or Miller Light or Budweiser, but they are starting to a starting to do craft beer, but are not knowledgeable enough about. So they they can be easily swayed by beer trends, but are not fully immersed in the craft beer community. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna give you, hopefully I. Hopefully this makes sense. So, I ha I had this big talk with um, one of another brewery representative, and they said that based on you know you guys do a ton of festivals and you have your um, your box that goes in front of you know that you pour out of, and some look nice, but there's no there, there's not a lot of breweries that market on that uh, what's it called jockey box jockey, jockey box. box yeah there's not a lot of breweries that that like draw people in on it. I'm telling you right now that and, and Heritage is one of the ones that you know it you you don't have a lot of people that 
that are on the upper echelon of beer knowledge. Right now, if you said, hey, there's 10 breweries here on the all the way on the end, there's a Braxis, there's Barrel Age Braxis, there's KBS, there's CBS, whatever. Hey, there is a golden dildo slapped on the fucking jockey box. That's second shift. Of it could be. <laughs> okay, about te- a nine. So 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 Technical <laughs> XC has a golden dildo slapped on right in front of the tap. What beer do you think gets drank the most? The dildo beer. Yeah, of course. No, it CBS does. does. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, <CBS. laughs> Heritage Festival. Well, Heritage Festival wouldn't have CBS. What I'm saying is, though, what, you don't understand what I'm saying. Because everybody's going to walk around, just like untapped, and they're going to say, hey, did you have the fucking golden dildo bill, uh, beer? And they're <laughs> like, no, hey, we haven't. Let's go try it. Hey, this beer, Technical Ecstasy's got a golden dildo on it. Let's rate it five stars. You could have used the words red hot ripplets instead of golden dildo the entire thing and actually made a true story <laughs> yeah true. but I, I guess my true, point true, is true. like why does that matter and like uh, to be fair i'm arguing mar- against it's, it's, untapped it's ratings but it's i've never marketing. had but marketing is marketing is part of like i mean you're, you're saying marketing doesn't matter like no i'm saying is marketing is saying a number one exactly i'm saying said. the golden dildo beer gets drank more than no, anything else but which i'm is, saying marketing but, okay, is a number but one by putting a golden dildo on it you're saying that somehow this beer isn't as good as the other beers and people should ignore i mean it's it's a derogatory thing to have a golden dildo on it right or am i misinterpreting no. that no, no golden dildos it's, are good it's, it's no i'm saying that it's going to make people try your beer the most and it's going to make them laugh laugh if you put you know swamp but, sewage but I'm lager sorry, do you on you think that's a bad thing or not i think that there are certain things that really make people do certain things making Wait, pe- things make people do things I, i'm saying that <laughs> if if you, certain if, <laughs> If I gave you a Bud Light right now and said, hey, Mark, what do you think of this beer? And you say, on on tap, I give it one cap. If I made a poop joke and made you laugh and I said, here's Bud Light, you'd be like, all right, maybe three caps. Thank you. No, I don't think so. I can't. There's there's (laughs) no way because that's what people do. That's what the whole argument is. What what I'm saying is the way you phrased this was you have all these great beers and then a lesser beer with a golden dildo on it. Right? And so somehow the golden dildo makes up for the flaws in the beer. Well, you're assuming that technical ecstasy is a (laughs) less good beer than a Braxis, which I think is the whole crux of this argument that we're having because people won't rate a a lager five stars when they rate a Braxis five stars. I think that... I think... Everything needs to be based upon the style. I think Technical XC is a, this will a never fucking happen, and we're awesome. gonna fight against it. I, I would say that Technical XC, as far as that style goes, is a four cap beer. But uh, once again, and I and I have barrel aged no I haven't been I haven't been on Untapped in a long time, and I don't know. I mean, how much do ratings? I mean, on a scale of one to ten, how much do ratings? I've been matter? I've been trying to say that <laughs> so I've who? Nev- yeah I've never had anyone come in here. And not order one of our beers because right. they got on Untapped and said, "Oh, to you as a brewer, this was only a three point eight, and I'm only drinking fours from now on." Like, I've never had that. Do you happen. have a, Do you have a Do you have a feeling that it affects your business one way or another? Yes. Okay. I'll tell no, you right that, now that a, I, that I've ordered a beer because I've not ordered a beer because I saw the rating. I I have not done that. Um, I think what it does is. 
you see the list of breweries with the highest ratings on Untapped. Sure. All right. And I think that those are automatically they're they're elevated to I have to have this beer, I have to have this beer. And if a brewery does not fall into that upper echelon, it then yes, them tremendously. it affects okay. them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I put our beer up against anybody in the world. I think we make great beer here. I do. But, you know, when people have the conversations about the best IPA in the world, no one talks about the best fucking IPA ever. You know, they. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's TBFIA. Yeah. God. But is, you know, is that an untapped issue or a distribution issue? Uh, no, and I'm not. I'm not even trying to say that TBFIE belongs in any no, but I, I, echelon with anybody. But you know, it's oh, it's Treehouse, it's Trillium, it's Plenty the Elder. You know, blah 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 blah. If you don't hit those marks and fall into that category, I think the the craft beer industry is very very fickle. And I think that if you take a brewery like Trillium. Uh, or even let's let's go local. I think that if Side Project were to piss in a glass or in a bottle and say, "Here's our latest saison," everybody, because of the reputation that Side Project has, is going to go. This is the greatest thing I've ever put in my mouth. This is mm, amazing. That sounds good. <laughs> Brew day. Whereas if you're piss. not one of those guys, then yeah, no, it absolutely affects your business. You know, and I'm not I'm not dogging on side projects. No, I'm saying that I just yeah, tried no, to put no, it yeah, on a, no, on local no, terms. No, I'm, I mean, I'm maybe a lot of people but, that I mean, listen to us don't know who Treehouse or Trillium or Russian River are. You go back just a few minutes ago when I, when I talked about people just saying, "Hey, this this beer is great." Like I said, I I mean, I've not ordered beers because of that it's people. I'm not I'm not based on rating. I'm based on if people actually say what it is. So if you say, "Hey, I have." Um, a raspberry ghost pepper beer. I want to taste that raspberry and ghost peppers. Mm-hmm. Some breweries can put out whatever the fuck you want, like you just said, and it doesn't matter. If you said it was a if if, if side project put out raspberry saison and it tastes like blood orange, right? No one would give a shit. I I, I don't think that negative reviews hurt you that bad. Mm-hmm. I don't. If we get you know, twenty percent of our beer ratings are ones. I don't think that hurts us nearly as bad as twenty percent of our beer ratings being fours, fours instead, instead of, of fives. fives. I think that's what it boils down yeah. to. Okay. <clears throat> that's why you know I get I get regulars in here that are like, oh my god, I love uh, blood orange wit, and give it three and a half stars. I'm like, oh. Dude, you have no... I mean, yeah, maybe you feel that way, and great. You know, vote with your heart, you know, but it hurts me a little bit when my regulars, my right. people that are here yeah. a minimum of once a week, if not more, come on, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're doing your best to support me. Help me out, because <laughs> I guarantee you every other brewery's got that kind of stuff going on. Oh, look, man, the, I mean, the rating system is absolutely... I mean, I think it's absolutely screwed. If they got rid of the rating system... I think it They're would be a in. much. It would never happen. Yeah, I, I completely agree, though. <laughs> ratings, you're, you're rating exactly things are right. Yeah, so big. Like it, everybody wants to have a rating and have an opinion. It lets people have internet an warriors. That's more impressive. Yeah. Hey, I gave this a four. I drink better beer than this. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. It, you know, it, like I said, it's going to be consumers versus producers forever in yeah, this I industry. Agree. 
and we're never going to come. I, I, I don't think it is. I think, I, I think there's there are craft be a... beer drinkers, and I think they're divided into a couple different echelons. Sure. And I think you look at the hardcore beer drinkers, and then you have these people that just want to go to beer festivals and have a good time. And and I'd like to meet more of those people. Yeah, me too. Honestly, me too. I, you guys should do more I festivals. Think, I think Honestly, the, the <laughs> festival people, the people that I want to talk to the most at the festivals are those ones that... That, that don't know anything or the, are just yeah, learning about things. The adopters. Things. Yeah. yeah. The ones that, oh, untapped. I've never heard of that. What is it? I've just... My husband and I just got into craft beer a couple of months ago, and we really enjoy it. What is this? Yeah. Man, those I are the people. I love talking to those I don't people. mind talking to those I guess. People. I guess, yeah. once again... Other than the rating system, which I guess is a huge part of it, I mean the untapped discussion is just—it's a non. These seems to be larger structural issues within the craft beer community itself yeah. to me, and not and untapped. Un- is honestly, not independent of untapped. Yeah. We could talk uh, talk about this for another hour, yeah. I think. You know, and still have new points to bring up yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, but it's, it's nothing we're not going to uh, we're going <laughs> to solve right here. So speaking of things we can talk about about for an hour, we have a. Uh, our regular segment that's become regular. Uh, this is uh, Good Boy's Blind Beer of the Week brought to you boy. by Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's Good Boy and Lynn's now. <laughs> well, they're, they're both they're, here. so They're the team. They are, hey, let's stump the guys. Uh, and I can tell you right now, I'm going to fuck this up so bad. <laughs> I just got a whiff of it, and I have, I'm not... I'm not in good shape over here. All right, so hang this on. This beer smells like soapy butthole. Hang on, before, we, before we go into it, Lynn, up, I, want you to, I want you to tell us the story of how you found this beer. So I went into uh, Bombay, and I told, oh, I told Harry what my, uh, my goal was, and I told him that I needed a beer that the guys couldn't guess, and he was so excited, uh, he hopped right over to the aisle and picked this beer right off the shelf from no... No other guesses. He just picked it right off. Was he wearing oh, shoes? Oh, no. no, he was not wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can you this, tell me... God. Good boy, you're this over there. This smells is, so bad. Is this beer fresh? Yeah, you do we have you a, looked at the label. Yeah. Uh, label or... I didn't look at a date on the label. If you could find it... Yeah, find out if there's a uh, born-on date here. It smells like feet and butter and soap and butthole. I get menthol. Yes. I get a, lot a little bit of, of Vicks, Vicks VapoRub. And like lemon. Lemon and Vicks lemon. VapoRub yeah, is exactly, exactly what, what I was I thinking. Yeah. So I was uh, telling Jeff yesterday. So I'm like, bad. So I, 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 this. I did this. I actually don't mind. I t- I'm not saying it's good, but I don't, I don't hate the this. smell yeah. at all. Oh, I, 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 I hate the smell a lot. Two nights, or well, the night before we did the Brewers games, and I said, someone brought me a beer that I never had before, and I tried to guess the style and the ABV, and I mean, I mean, and I tried to go further. And man, did I fuck it up. And I, I was like, if you would have asked me, like, one out of four, us four guys, who would have finished first in this game, yeah. Yeah. I would have said, let's bet. I'm, I'm A number one. <laughs> man, I am just so bad. Kyle, you, we could say, oh, let's take God. a, let's bet right now. Who's the tallest of us? And <laughs> you would bet it. on you. <laughs> Jeff. You would bet on you every time. No. This may be true. Well, I mean, I get to sit on Kelly's shoulders when we do this, right? Like, I mean, it's like two kids trying to sneak into a rated R movie. <laughs> Big trench coat on. <laughs> yeah. You actually kind of like the smell. What's the yeah. bottle date? Oh, my God. This March 17th, 2015. Ooh, my oh, we're okay. two and a half years old on this beer. Yeah. No wonder Harry was so anxious to get rid of this. Back when I was 32 I, I years old. I don't smelled a beer that, that I dislike more than this. I think this smells awful. 
I really don't like what this. What is daunting to me is that the... I, yeah, I, but the, the smell is actually... Well... I don't hate the way I, this tastes either. I don't like anything about this. It's getting worse as I drink it more. I don't like... This is a. It's getting worse as I drink it more. This is an old Belgian Trappel. It is. I think this is more likely brewed in Dave Chappelle's shoes. Six point five percent alcohol, and it sucks. That's my. That's my. Two point five caps. (laughs) You are the anti beer detect. All right, Mark. Let's go around the table. What do you guess? I'm guessing that I'm not going to finish this beer. Yeah. I don't have to guess on that. I know I'm right. I'll say 8.4%. And it's brewed with lemons and cigarettes. <laughs> What's the style, Mark? <sighs> I already missed it. Damn it. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm gonna guess a. Uh, I got a black thing in my. Beer. I have no idea, Justin. What do you got? I. Um. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I like the six six and a half percent range on this. The style's tough, man. Like it's right in between a lot of things for me. It's not quite a triple but it's got a little bit of that sweet like mm-hmm. booziness on it it's almost got a braggot like quality after having that one it uh uh against the grain like mm-hmm. a little bit of honey character there like a mead yeah yeah, yeah. I, get, I almost get a mead type of i don't want to call braggot though that's just a weird style like it, it is but i i know exactly where you, what you're saying on that i this almost reminds me of a Stillwater a beer even slightly Jester King-ish. Like, we had that Jester King last week. It's just no. got that weird, funky... There's no funk to it. It's, it's old. You don't get funk? I get some no, funk No, it's funk. It's, like, funk. It's, it's not good funk, though. It's got it's, some farmhousiness. It's it's not brewed with bread yeah. at all. There's no way. Bre- I just I get a little bit of hay horse blanket in here. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Fuck. I'm going to call Braggot. I don't think Braggot's a bad guess. I, I think I'm going to be way off, though, and I think we're all going to be real be. mad about this beer. <laughs> this this is so bad. It's a real old pale ale. This is so <laughs> bad. I, actually, what I'm kind of thinking is that it's uh, we know it's two and a half years old. To me, it's like a two and a half year old limoncello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've never had limoncello, so I don't know if that. It, oh, oh, it's delicious. Dude, you'd love it. Do you like lemon? I fucking love lemon. Oh, Who doesn't like dude. lemon? Danny DeVito makes the best We had best that Siren Lemoncello, Lemoncello that Lemoncello IPA Oh, here okay. From Dude, Siren. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. That's, it tastes like a Lemoncello IPA that's two and a half years old. <laughs> <laughs> give me an ABV. Uh, oh, God, man. And this, a rating on Untapped. I'll give oh, you a I rating, give a rating. Untapped. 14.32 caps. Mmm. <sighs> it sounds delicious. <laughs> You, At this point, I'm on, I'm on the, the higher end of the ABV. I'm trying to think, because I know it's two and a half years old, that, that the heat might have died down a little. Whoa. <laughs> Mark just lost his headphones. <laughs> no, Somehow I, his headphones jumped off his head. I missed. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that the ABV's died down a little bit, and I think it's... Uh, 
God, man. I don't even know. This beer's so <laughs> fucking bad. All right, what do you got? Uh, all right, hang on, hang on. I think you take a hurry? comparison. I might have bumped the ABV oh. up a little bit knowing it was so you old. You said 6.5? I think I thought you said eight five. I would I, said I would three. bump it to eight five. Yeah, based That's, on the age. Yeah, I said I, eight three. I'm I'm in that area that I'm gonna I'm gonna go seven percent. And I don't even know if that's right. Um, as for style, I like the Braggot guess a lot. I do get a bit of a Belgiany character, like you said, a triple or yeah. a, or a real shitty saison. If, if there's a saison with lemons and. There is no hop in this beer whatsoever. It's too cloudy like, to be a saison. That's the flower. It's two and a half years old. Did uh, oh, I Evil Twin? Did Evil Twin do a uh, a, a lemon and spiced? Uh, uh, <laughs> fuck, what was it? You're just going on Hari now because Hari loves Evil Twin. <laughs> no, I'm no shoes. No shoes, Hari. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm done. All right. Uh, let's, that, let's, all right. let's reveal it all here. All right. Lynn, what do we got? Well, Justin won. Yay. He came in with the Westbound Braggot at 8.5%. Nice. Wow. From Twisted, Twisted Pine. Pine? They don't even... How much? 8.5% Braggot? 8.5% Braggot. Yeah. All right. That's impressive. With Saison yeast? Braggot is... That's super specific, and you fucking <laughs> nailed it, buddy. Good if for you. If I hadn't you. had that braggot against the grain, I yeah. would not have guessed that. Yeah. Good for you. What's that? So the label says brag about it. Brag about it. it. Well, Twisted Pine's not available in Missouri anymore, yeah. so you probably can't find this beer uh, for too much longer. Oh, thank God. I really did not like this at all I don't. I like this beer. Do you really? Oh, man. Not I didn't me. like it. I just didn't think it was bad. Two and a half caps. Stick with it. <laughs> and if it matters, I'm going to pee my pants right now, so we better finish the show. <laughs> yeah, right. we're, we're way long, and I don't know how much I'm going to actually be able to edit out. I don't think there's much to edit out. So, I think we had a good show. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we're at uh, almost an hour and 40 minutes. Nice. Holy crap. Yeah. 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 You guys fun, got though. some bonus time for free this week. About 20 minutes the longer listeners. than usual. I mean, there was the 40-minute conversation about the Jews that Kyle... I, mean, I didn't say anything about Hitler or the Jews, and you just brought it up. We made it the whole entire time. Well, well, I don't know if you guys are aware. Let me tell you this joke. Well, but every single that. show we've had, we've had Hitler and the Jews brought up, and it's always, always by Mark. Mark. Yes. <laughs> That's true. We talked about this the other day. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. We can get it out. Go ahead, wrap it up, Mark. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the double-digit episode of The Bruise Room. Can't believe we made it to 10. Hope everybody had a great time. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Brews Room, brought to you by St. Bruce Radio. We hope you've enjoyed this week's show, but who are we kidding? Of course you did. The show's awesome. We'll be back next week. If you want to meet any of us live, you can come to Exit 6 at 5055 Highway N in Cottleville. Shamrocks at 4177 Veterans Memorial Parkway in St. Peter's. Check out one of Mark's trivia shows. The schedule can be found at questionablesuits.com. Call us on Twitter at The Brews Room and on Facebook at facebook.com slash thebruiseroom. You can always download any of our podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the other favorite podcast apps or stream us at stbruiseroom.com slash thebruiseroom. Until next week, keep on drinking those beers. <laughs>